Uh, good morning, everyone. This is Marty Duran coming to you live from I-40 eastbound outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the Fourth Estate Drive Time Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. may sound different this morning due to uh, the app that I use having an update. I'm having to use uh, the earbuds furnished by Apple with its microphone, and I don't know how it's going to sound, so if it sounds different, there's your explanation. Regardless, thanks for tuning in on this foggy morning, and I hope that you are doing well. Hat tip to my friend Todd Littleton, who will be interviewed on a soon forthcoming episode of The Fourth State. He's the host of Path Theological. You ought to check out this podcast for the pastor theologian. Posted a, uh, Todd posted a piece last night from HuffPo onto Facebook and uh, caught my attention. Michael Rosenblum, Rosenblum Blum, uh, theorizing that Hillary Clinton will lose the election because of essentially... American fascination with reality television. He's probably not the first to uh, postulate this particular scenario, uh, but he builds a strong case talking about how the various learning channels, discovery, history, learning channel, etc., all moved from some degree of documentary or historical emphasis to shows like Gut Dynasty and Naked and Afraid. Uh, changing with what he perceives is the American interest in the reality show and less interest in uh, actual knowledge. So history, uh, the sociology, the liberal arts, basically. And he theorizes that this fascination and uh, obsession with reality TV actually leads to the conclusion that Donald Trump will be elected president because, uh, A, he has been a part of reality television, and, B, he understands uh, that audience. Uh, So it's a good read, and it is thought-provoking. However, I remain unconvinced for a couple of reasons. Um, First, I think everyone who fits that description has already voted and they voted in the primaries for Mr. Trump, and so there isn't another uh, there isn't a another 30% of Americans in that pool that would then on election day turn out for Mr. Trump, having previously, uh, in his words, not confessed that they were uh, voting for Donald Trump when polled. So when polled they're asked who would you vote for and they don't say who they would vote for for one reason or another and yet these people uh, when it comes election day will vote for Mr. Trump and they will give him the election and his theory is based on the fact or or based on the uh, idea that uh, it's based on uh, TV watch sorry I'm I'm a little distracted there's a car with a flat tire cutting across four lanes of traffic in front of me now my question is uh, is television a greater influence on voters right now than the internet because if the internet he he does mention that uh, people now instead of watching tv all the time are glued to screens and he's talking about tablets and computers and cell phones smartphones Uh, so my question is are people who are glued to screens 
the same type of people who spend the amount, uh, their amount of time watching reality television, or are we talking about a different kind of consumption and a different quality of consumption as well? So I think we face the. Uh, I think we may be in a reality here that is uh, analogous to the Clinton, or excuse me, to the Kennedy Nixon debate, where Nixon was roundly considered to be the favorite, and perhaps maybe even was the favorite. Uh, and then there were those uh, televised debates, one or two of them, where Kennedy came off uh, understanding the new medium. Uh, Nixon sweated a lot, his makeup ran, all these kinds of negative things that were associated with him being unfamiliar with television. Kennedy was the young and articulate, handsome, uh, you know, Camelot who understood and came across very polished and well-spoken and knowledgeable, uh, and most importantly of all, handsome. Uh, in front of the cameras. So my, my theory is that we may be looking at a time where, like television took over from radio, uh, that the internet is going to take over from television. In fact, that may have already happened. In 2008, Barack Obama ran the first true internet campaign for president, if you'll remember, uh, and that was against John McCain. And John McCain would have attracted voters, and did, who uh, were television-centric, not internet-centric. Now, I'm being broad, I'm broad-brushing here, and I do admit that. Uh, but the point being that we're, we're not going to go back to a time when television is the predominant uh, factor in how people gather information. And just because people are looking at screens does not mean that they're all watching cat videos all the time uh, or why, you're, uh, why women outlive their husbands. Uh, guys doing dumb things on lawnmowers. People consume uh, news information. They consume real-time events on Twitter. They follow people around the world and find out what's happening in uh, places of turmoil in real time. Uh, They're not sitting around watching the Kardashians all the time. So one of the reasons that millennials are, if they're voting for anyone, they're breaking more heavily uh, for candidates not named Trump. One of the reasons is they're not they haven't been raised on, uh, or they're not in a position where they're living in reality television, I would say that that is the demographic around my age and older, which is, uh, say, late 40s through mid-50s and up. So just my thoughts on that. I don't know. uh, Mr. Rosenblum has a really uh, interesting thesis, but I don't know that it holds up if he wants to compare uh, Internet consumption with television consumption as if all voters are going to approach the election in the same way because of reality television. I'm not sure he's there yet. Uh, Washington Post is, uh, has reported in numerous, actually, uh, outlets have reported now that approximately 14,000 more emails were found on Hillary Clinton's email server or servers uh, or smartphone or you know BlackBerry or whatever it might be. Some 14,000 more emails have now been retrieved after she has testified and said repeatedly that all emails have been given to the FBI, Justice Department, whoever, uh, pick your government agency. And what's unique about some of these, now, uh, Washington Post is very uh, on the level about this. The vast majority of these are not in the category that I'm about to mention, but a number certainly were. Uh, that were from people seeking to curry favor from the Secretary of State because they'd made donations or would make a donation to the Clinton Foundation. So the Clinton Foundation 
California in these cases became a uh, payment mechanism, pay-to-play is the way it's been referred to, uh, pay-to-play to either get access to then-Secretary Clinton or one of her staffers. Now, WAPO uh, is clear that it did not happen in every single instance, so every time somebody donated or promised to donate, they did not get access. But a number of times, people gained access by making a donation. They would gain a meeting with uh, one of the inner circle of State Department leadership or some kind of audience with then-Secretary Clinton herself. So, uh, of course, this is problematic, and this is right in line with what a lot of people uh, have been concerned about all along regarding Mrs. Clinton's run. Uh, and her association with uh, with the foundation and what its actual uses have been uh, along the way. And, of course, uh, everyone involved is denying any of this. Uh, Voice of America reporting, along with, uh, I think, Newsweek this morning, that the leader of Boko Haram, uh, that would be Abu Bakar Shakal, uh, has been killed, the Nigerian Air Force, is saying that he and other top leaders of Boko Haram have been killed in an airstrike in the Sambiza forest in uh, Nigeria. So this would be uh, very sad news for Mr. Shakal, but great news in the fight against uh, what has been over the last several years, despite their lack of PR, the world's deadliest terrorist organization. They've actually killed a lot more people than ISIS has over the last several years. And so any dent in their ability to continue uh, to kill and kidnap and take people into sexual uh, trafficking and sexual slavery, uh, any dent in that effort uh, is going to get a a long, loud applause from me. So good job, Nigerian Air Force, uh, on taking out the leader of Boko Haram. And that's it for this morning. Uh, All of these are linked in the episode notes. Uh, Thanks again for listening and for sharing and rating and reviews and all of those types of things. I want to give a shout out to my friend Alan Cross, who has a brand new podcast. I say brand new in the sense that it's now about uh, three or four weeks old. It's called When Heaven and Earth Collide, and I hope you will take a listen to it. It's in iTunes and all of the other major distribution channels now. Uh, Give him a listen. He is currently doing uh, ministry work in the flooded areas of Los Los Angeles, uh, Louisiana. And uh, if you're not following him on Twitter, uh, I think it's at Alan L. Cross. If you'll uh, check, if you'll hit me up, I'll get you connected if you need that, at Marty Duran. Check out my blog. I do have a post coming up later today from uh, an excerpt from Ed Morrissey's book, Red State. And uh, that should be interesting. And everything else is rocking and rolling. Uh, Thanks for listening. As always, uh, The Fourth Estate is a production and affiliated with Roundtable Media Group. If you would would like to advertise across our body of podcasters and bloggers, drop me a line, marty at roundtablemediagroup.com. It is very cost-effective. So let me just say it that way. It's worth your time to check out. As always, I hope you have a fantastic day.